You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to help women all around the world create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello, gorgeous. Welcome back, and thank you so much for listening today. I know that you have so many choices when it comes to where you spend your podcast time, and I'm just really grateful that you have chosen this one. Now, if you're one of those people who knows when a new podcast episode is supposed to come out for the shows that you subscribe to, you may have felt like we're a little bit off this month, and if you feel like that, you are not crazy. Ironically, right before our last episode came out, you know, the one where I said, I felt like we've moved on enough from the COVID pandemic to talk about what to wear to social events that are back on the calendar. You know that episode? Yeah. Well, right before that episode came out, I got COVID. It delayed the release of that episode and the recording of this one, but that is life and we just roll with it, right? That's what we do. It could have been much, much worse. I took an unplanned staycation where I just stayed in my room all by myself and I did absolutely zero work for a bit. And then I sounded terrible for another week or so, which is not a great thing for a podcaster. Anyway, it's behind me. I know better than to say COVID is over because clearly it's not, but we are getting back on track and thank you for hanging in there. Speaking of our last episode, in that one, we talked about what to wear to social events and how confusing it can be to know what all of those different dress codes mean and how it's even more confusing when there is no dress code to follow. A lot of women, myself included, sometimes dread going to these events when we don't feel like we look right or we have the right thing to wear. If that's you, hopefully that episode gave you some confidence and helped you get excited about these celebrations that are hopefully on your calendar for this summer. I'll link to that episode in the show notes. So if you didn't hear that one, you can go back and check it out. Also, I want to thank those of you who reached out on Instagram to share that that episode was really helpful for you. Sometimes when I put out a new show, I wonder, is this useful to anyone? Maybe everyone knows this stuff already. I don't know. So it was really wonderful to hear from a bunch of you that it was helpful and really, really timely. So again, I appreciate your kind words. Today, we're taking on another what should I wear scenario that causes a lot of angst and confusion, and that's what to wear to work. Just like social events, it feels like what to wear to work has been a little bit different and a little bit nebulous over the last couple of years. Have things returned to normal as they're ever going to be? I don't know, and I wouldn't even tell you at this point if I thought they were because of what happened last time. But what I do know is the principles of getting dressed for work remain the same, even if what you're actually wearing these days has changed. So today we're going to do the same thing we did in the social event edition. We're going to run down some of the more common dress codes, talk about how to figure out what to wear if your workplace doesn't have a clear dress code, and then we're going to open the virtual mailbag to answer a few questions we've gotten about what to wear to work recently in the last few months to a year. By the way, if you want to skip this episode because you're a stay-at-home mom or you're retired, 
I'm going to ask you to do me a big favor and at least listen to the segment on why dressing well is important. A lot of it applies to every situation, whether you go to the office, you work from home, you your work is being with your kids, or you have left your work life behind you. So at least check that part out and then keep listening if you just want to learn a little bit more. Before we get to all that, though, I want to let you know that it's almost that time again. Our team is hard at work on the Summer Capsule Wardrobe Guide. Our seasonal capsule guides show you how to put together the perfect mix and match wardrobe so you can have effortless style all season long, no matter where you're going. We show you pictures of what to buy. We give you shopping links so you know where to buy it. And then we give you pages and pages of outfit inspiration so you know exactly how to style each piece that's in the capsule. Capsule guides help you have more style with less stress while saving you time and money. And frankly, isn't that what we all want? More style, less stuff, and no more wasting time, no more wasting money. Also though, when you buy the seasonal capsule wardrobe guide, you also get access to our Facebook community where we do seasonal wardrobe challenges with prizes. You get access to monthly Q and A's with me so you can ask any style question and get individual feedback. And you get so much support and feedback and outfit inspo from the other women in the group. It is an amazing style resource and it's yours totally free when you get the summer capsule guide. Our pre-sale is starting soon, and you know we always offer you something good to pre-order your guide. We do this because we want you to order your guide early so that the minute the capsule guide is released, you can start shopping our link database. Pieces sell out so fast, and we want you to have the best selection possible. So make sure you don't miss out by getting on our email list or following us on social media, which you can do right on our website or in the show notes for this episode. Okay, just like last time, before we talk about what to wear, let's talk about why what you wear is important. Have you ever heard the phrase, dress for the job you want, not the job you have? A lot of people think that that sounds like outdated advice from a bygone era. But here's the thing, it never stopped being true, ever. In fact, I'd argue that it's even more relevant now. And why do I say that? Because this, my friends, is what I like to call low-hanging fruit. It's such a simple competitive advantage that most people just aren't doing. So when you do do it, you really stand out and it really doesn't take that much, right? A few years ago, I was speaking to a women in business group at a university. These women were about to graduate and start their first quote unquote real jobs. And I was brought in to talk about dress codes and what to wear to work, all that good stuff, everything we're doing today. After I finished presenting and I opened the floor to questions, these ladies came at me. They came at me hard. Pretty much every question was a version of, you wouldn't say this to a man, or it's sexist to expect women to follow a dress code, or men don't have to dress well to get ahead. And I answered some of these questions, but after a few of these questions slash statements, because they really, there wasn't a whole lot of questions in there, to be honest, I said, actually, I would say every single word of this to a man. Obviously, the what to wear stuff would be different, but the importance of dressing well at work doesn't change one bit. When you see a man whose clothes fit well and they're in good condition and they got just a little bit of style and personality to them, you notice. You think, huh, 
that man has his act together. When you see a man in ill-fitting khakis with a stain on his wrinkled polo shirt, his ability to get the job done and lead people is a little more in question. I'm sorry, but it is true. The reality is when people look like they've got their stuff together, we naturally assume they do. How you dress at work is an easy way to look like you've got your stuff together. I mean, honestly, this can be a fake it till you make it kind of thing. Dress the part and people assume you're halfway there. So this has nothing to do with men versus women or smashing the patriarchy and glass ceilings. I'm all about that. But this isn't part of that. I will grant you that men have it easier when it comes to the execution of their wardrobes. Will it be the casual khakis or the formal khakis, right? It's just so much easier. But getting noticed and getting ahead in the workplace because you look put together is something that applies to everyone. I guarantee you right now, someone is listening to this and thinking, but what about Mark Zuckerberg? He wears nothing but hoodies and it doesn't seem to matter. Cool. When you are worth $71 billion, you go ahead and wear whatever you want. But let's not pretend we're comparing apples to apples on this one. I know that it would feel a whole lot better if people got ahead simply because of what they know or how good they are at their jobs. And dressing well isn't a substitute for those things. It supports those things. It makes you stand out in a good way so there's no barrier to your skills shining through. One of my all-time favorite Lindas reached out to me because she wasn't getting promoted at work. I know I've shared the story before, but she was super smart, really talented, and not getting promoted. She finally asked her boss, who told her flat out, you don't look like a leader. And you know what? She didn't. All of her clothes were too big. Everything looked really young and not very expensive, kind of junior. She looked like the intern, not the boss. We absolutely decimated her closet. And then we went shopping. And you know what? Within a few months, she was promoted and she has been at an executive level ever since. Did we teach her anything new? Nope. We just changed her wardrobe so that what she knew could shine through. Now you can email me. You can tell me why all of this is wrong and terrible and that's fine. And in part, I agree with you, but it doesn't make it not true. When people see a well-dressed person, they assume you're capable of big things. You want to fight the power and do your old thing? Great. I support that. But dressing well is an easy way to stand out in a positive way. So that's the first reason. The second reason to dress well at work is the idea of enclosed cognition, which is a theory that talks about the influence clothes have on the wearer's psychological processes. Say what? What does that mean? Basically, the idea is that when you get dressed with intention and you feel good, you do better work. You're more productive. When you put on your work clothes, you're in a work mindset. This is the reason that I never wear a Zoom suit. You know what I'm talking about. Business on the top, jammies on the bottom. I could totally get away with it since when I'm with clients or you know doing video, people only see the top half. But I get dressed with intention from head to toe. I have comfortable clothes that feel more put together and polished because when I wear those things, I'm more productive and I do better work. It's for me, not for anyone else. Again, I know there are people out there disagreeing with me, and they're usually the people who work in their pajamas and don't think there's any difference in the work they do or their productivity. 
And if you want to send me an email telling me I'm wrong, that's fine. Go right ahead. Before you do though, do me a big favor. Try getting dressed with intention, stepping it up for for a week, just five days and see if it makes a difference. You might be pleasantly surprised. So there you go. Two very valid, if I do say so myself, reasons to care about what you wear to work. Now let's talk about the two main categories when it comes to workwear dress codes, business formal and business casual. Business formal used to sort of be two categories that was uh, business professional and business formal. But I feel like over the last few years, those two have melded and there isn't a whole lot of difference between them. So I'm just breaking it down to business formal, business casual. Within each of these is a range of dressiness. For example, Some business formal offices might be okay with more color, more pattern, and bolder accessories, while in other offices, you should stick to conservative colors and subtle patterns, if any at all, and minimalist jewelry. After this segment where we talk about the dress codes, we're going to talk about how to know where your workplace sits. When it comes to business formal, suits are always appropriate. There used to be offices, and this was really the business formal, where only skirt suits were acceptable. But I do think that's a little bit dated. I even have clients who are lawyers who 10 years ago would never have gone to court in pants, but they don't think anything of it now. I think this is just part of the world has gone a little bit more casual. So when it comes to this one, unless your office is really, really old school, Pant or skirt suits are fine, as are conservative dresses with a jacket for for the most part. Again, know your office. Separates that include pants or skirt and a jacket are also mostly acceptable in all but the most conservative of settings. Now, did you count how many times I just said the word jacket? There's a reason. If you work in an office with a professional dress code, jackets are your best friends. Stock up. One wardrobe mistake that I've seen so many professional women make over the years is using casual cardigans as their third piece option, and it makes the whole outfit just look frumpy and unprofessional. If you work in that business formal professional setting and you want to use a cardigan instead of a jacket, it should be structured like a sweater blazer at the or at the very least, it should fit extremely well, be very, very polished. But in my opinion, just wear the jacket. It just looks so much more put together and professional. Unless it's a casual Friday, jeans are not okay in a business formal setting. If you're thinking, well, I can wear jeans every day. Well, then you probably do not work in a business formal setting. For shoes, Closed toe heels or structured flats are the best choice. And by structured flats, I mean even an Oxford, a pointed flat round toe does not look very professional. In some offices, peep toe or open toe shoes are acceptable, but not everywhere. So don't assume. When it comes to jewelry, obviously minimalist, understated pieces are always a good choice, but I actually think this is an area where professional women can stand out a little bit more with bolder statement pieces. It's important to note that this doesn't mean you should choose like blingy, sparkly pieces that you'd wear to dinner with friends or, you know, out in the evening, but a chunky link necklace makes a bigger statement than say a a dainty chain and adds a lot more personality. 
If you've ever seen the show, The Good Wife, I'm obsessed with that for the, for the fashion, but Christine Baranski's character is a great example of statement jewelry in a professional setting. And I have read so many articles about the costume design and the fashion choices on that show. And I'm telling you, if you need like what to wear to work, professional style inspiration, that is the show to go watch. Also, I'm going to put the links to a few great articles with style tips from The Good Wife in, in our show notes because there's just so much to dig through. And honestly, just go watch the series if you haven't. If you work in a professional setting and you want to step up your style game, go watch The Good Wife. All right, let's move on. Like most style situations, we have this idea that dressing up is difficult and being casual is easy. And I guess I can see it in theory, maybe, but in practice, it's almost always way harder to navigate casual than it is to get it right in more formal situations. Business casual is no different. So many people go off the rails when it comes to business casual. There are just so many variables and what's acceptable from office to office varies wildly. So I'm going to give you my always, maybe never list, but you've got to know your office, which again, we'll talk about in just a bit. Before that though, let's talk about the number one rule of business casual, which is err on the side of business, not casual. Over the years, so many women have asked me things like, can I get away with this at work? The answer to can I get away with this is always no. Work is not a place to push the envelope when it comes to how badly you can dress. If you're asking yourself, can I get away with it? Just don't. Choose something else. All right, here's my always acceptable list when it comes to business casual. Office appropriate dresses, dressy separates, blazers, blouses, cardigans. Also, bolder colors, patterns, and accessories than you'd probably wear in a business formal environment. On my maybe list is jeans, open-toed shoes, and showing skin on your arms or legs. In some offices, sleeveless is fine. In others, not so much. Do your research, know your office. The never list includes sneakers, flip-flops, anything sexy or that you would call going out clothes, also athletic or outdoor clothing, and shorts. Are there exceptions to this list? Of course there are. If you work in a creative environment, like a suit with shorts and a matching blazer might be acceptable, but this is a good guideline across the board. Think about this as your starting point. Now with this one, if you're saying, but I can wear jeans, flip-flops, tank top shorts, I can wear whatever. Chances are you don't work in a business casual office. Chances are you just work in a casual anything goes office. If that's the case, just like with the social event edition, I would encourage you to put yourself together for work a little bit better than you would for weekend wear. Dressing well is always a sign of respect. And for all the reasons we talked about before, how you think about yourself in terms of, of your work life and, you know, getting ahead is easier when you're not in gym shorts and a t-shirt. Now, the tricky part is that unlike social events, workplaces rarely put a clear dress code on your offer letter. And while there's probably a dress code in a handbook somewhere, in most cases, it's not real helpful to practical application. Recently, I did a poll in my Instagram stories asking women who worked in an office setting if they struggled to get dressed for work. 
over 75% said yes. Then last week, I did another poll asking women who worked in an office setting if their company had a clear dress code. Over 90% said no. I don't think those two things are coincidental. It can be really difficult to figure out what to wear when it isn't clear. So how do you figure it out? Well, here are a few tips. Again, as always, err on the side of too dressy. Now, if people start asking you why you're so dressed up or if you're interviewing somewhere else, you know you can relax a little bit, but you should always start out just a little bit dressier than you think you need to be. The second thing is to take your cues from the other women in the office. Look for the best dressed woman there and emulate her. Now, I don't mean to ask her where she shops and pull a single white female move, but notice if she always has a jacket on or if she goes sleeveless. Does she wear jeans or bold jewelry? You you get what I'm saying. This trick always works better if your office style muse is in a more senior position than you are. I've given this advice a lot and often I hear but they dress so badly. And again, I'm not saying you should copy them, especially if they don't dress well, but they'll give you an idea of what kinds of things are appropriate. And then you can interpret them in a more stylish, more you way. For example, I once had a client ask what kind of footwear was office appropriate for summertime. And when I asked her what her boss wears, who was a woman, she said, Oh, my boss wears really ugly sandals. Okay, you don't have to wear ugly sandals, but now you know that showing your toes at work is okay. So look to the other women in your office, especially the senior women, to find out what's acceptable or not, and then translate that with your aesthetic and with a little bit more style if you need to. Finally, when in doubt, go with dresses. Dresses are one-piece wonders that always look polished. Don't go super short or really tight, but a basic dress paired with a nice necklace and good shoes is appropriate just about anywhere. When you get the feel of the office, you'll know better what fits the culture of your workplace. All right, before we wrap up, let's read some questions, shall we? The first question has been asked so many times in our Facebook communities over the years that I don't even know who to attribute it to anymore. The question is, what should I wear for an interview? Often the question is around interviewing for a job in a more casual setting. And again, this is where it gets tricky. Friends, I'm going to be 100% honest with you and admit on this one, I am old school. In my opinion, you wear a jacket to an interview. If the interview is at a more conservative or formal organization, the jacket should be part of a suit. If it's at a more casual or creative environment, the jacket can be paired with separates or worn over a dress. This is the time you want to make a good impression. So it's not an opportunity to find out what you can get away with. Let's go back to what I said in the beginning of the show, which is when you look together, you look like you've got your stuff together. And if there's ever a time you want to convey that message, it's in the job interview for the job you hopefully want to get. The other thing I'd pay attention to in an interview is your shoes. In an interview, you go for closed toe shoes that are in really good condition. Ratty shoes say a lot. 
Also, make sure your shoes are comfortable. You never know what's going to be thrown at you in an interview. You might end up getting a tour of the school or the office, wherever it is, or walking to go out to lunch. And hobbling in pain is never a good look. It does not make the right first impression, my friends. So go for comfortable shoes and wear a jacket. All right. Our second question came from Sue via email who asked, I want to start dressing better for work, but money is really tight right now. I hate spending money on clothes to wear to work, but I know I have to. Do you have any tips? Now, I find this funny, this question kind of funny, because I remember my mom saying frequently as I was growing up that she went to work to earn money to buy clothes to wear to work. It was kind of like this endless loop she was in. So Sue, you are not alone in this struggle. Looking back, the advice I would have given my mom had I been a professional wardrobe stylist at age 13 would have been stop buying so much stuff. Most women have way more work clothes than they need, so pare it down. Use the capsule mentality, even if you're not using a capsule wardrobe, and make sure that everything goes together. Don't buy 12 of the same pattern shell and 10 of the same cardigan and five of the same pairs of pants, just in all different colors. I know I talk about this a lot, but that strategy leads you to buying more because you're perpetually bored with your wardrobe. So look for pieces that you can change up and wear in different ways. Honestly, just start with 10 outfits. That's just two full weeks. That's simple. A few bottoms, a few base layers, a couple of top layers, and a dress or two, and you're there. And as always, my advice always is spend on the bottom, save on the top. Our next question is another one that we get asked a lot via email and Instagram and in our Facebook communities and in person. And that is, do I have to wear pantyhose to work? The answer is know your office. If everyone is wearing hosiery, then yeah, you probably do. If some people are and some people aren't, it's probably a personal choice, in which case you do you. It's up to you. Also, this is a place where that employee dress code that nobody knows where it is might actually be helpful. So check it out. This next question was asked a lot over the last two years, but I feel like working from home is a more permanent state of affairs for a lot of people now. So let's answer it. What should I wear for Zoom meetings? Again, let me reiterate that I don't think you should do the Zoom suit. Put on proper pants and create an outfit that you would leave the house in. If you're going to tell me that they're not comfortable, I don't want to wear wear work pants. They're not comfortable. Frankly, you're not trying hard enough or you have not been shopping in the last couple of years where everything is comfy with an elastic waist. There are so many cute, polished, professional looking pants out there and you'll be in a better mindset when you wear pants that actually look like real pants than if you have a blazer on top and you know, your snowman pajama pants on the bottom. Second, you need to know your office a little bit. If everyone is showing up on Zoom and Blazers, well, that's your cue to do the same. However, if it's a free-for-all, don't feel like you have to go over the top to look put together. Nobody believes you're really hanging out at home in a blazer, right? They just don't. I think refined pieces like a nice sweater or a pretty blouse are elevated enough to look professional and and natural, not like you're trying too hard, but put together. Resist the urge to show up in a tee or a hoodie, even if everyone else is. Even though it's home, it's still work. Just do a tiny bit better. Even on Zoom, setting yourself apart by putting yourself together is a winning strategy. People are getting promoted even in this day and age. 
Finally, this last one is an Instagram question that I absolutely love. And she asked, I'm just graduating college and buying a professional wardrobe. What tips do you have for me? Well, obviously, I think all the tips in this episode are darn good and you should follow them all. But I want to add this one and it's for women who are just starting out or women who are interviewing for jobs or women in the middle of their careers, everyone really. And here it is. Don't be bland. Quit being boring. So many women think that professional clothing, whether it's for business formal or business casual, has to be just bland and boring. They turn themselves into a charcoal gray robot. You know charcoal. Oh, it goes with everything. Yeah, but it's also kind of boring. So we turn ourselves into these charcoal gray robots with no personality. You don't have to do that and you shouldn't do that. Let yourself have fun with your clothes. Let yourself show your personality a little bit. Obviously, appropriateness is key, but put you in there somewhere. If you like color, wear color. If you like pattern, wear pattern. If shoes are your jam, have fabulous office appropriate shoes. We spend a lot of time at work, so you might as well be you and love how you look. Okay, my friends, I hope today's episode has encouraged you to step up your work style game even just a little bit and that it's helped make it easy to do just that. Don't forget to head over to Instagram. You will find me there and on Facebook at Everyday Style with Jen. I don't want you to miss any tips or polls or silly videos. Also, you'll be notified when the summer capsule pre-sale goes live, and I don't want you to miss that one. Finally, I would love to see your where to work style. So If you're feeling brave, post a pic on Facebook or Instagram, and don't forget to tag me in it so I can see it and like it and give you lots of cheers and accolades. The next time we're together, my loves, we are talking about some fun trends for summer 2022. I can't believe it's summer 2022 already. This year is flying by. And that's all I have for you today. I will see you next time. And until then, stay stylish. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to head over to our website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during this show. Go to youreverydaystyle.com and click on podcast to find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our weekly emails. We won't spam you, but you will get style tips and links to some of our favorite products to help make it even easier to love the way you look. You deserve that. 